Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I will be uh, guiding the program here for the next two hours. I don't do this program by myself. Uh, I have, of course, you know, I have compadres. I've got loyal compadres. Let me go around the room real quick. Well, around the state, I should say. Around the state real quick and introduce you to them. On the right, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Ah, good to be back. Coming to you live from Location Echo. Oh, Location Echo. Very nice. Very nice. Um, where does uh, Location... I'm selfish, you know. <laughs> where does Location Echo find you today? Echo stands for Earl. Uh, right now, it come, uh, finds me coming uh, south in the middle of the state, coming from Jacksonville. Ah, very nice, Jacksonville. The, uh, the, that's the furthest southern city in the United States. If, it is. I, I listen. You can go to. Uh, I mean, like Southern. You know, like like. Hello, ma'am. How y'all doing today? That's Jacksonville. That's what you got there. It's the third. They call it the furthest yeah. Southern city in the, in the, in the states. Um, so, yeah. You know, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's exactly right. You walk in some place and you say, you just got to say, I'll have the tea, and you know it's going to be sweet tea. Yeah. You just that's what you get. <laughs> There's none of this. Would you like raspberry sweet tea? No. No. No, we get shot in many times ah. for that. Raspberry sweet tea. Come on. Oh, boy. Um, so how's the, uh, the the weather's kind of miserable out there today, isn't it? Uh, it's all cloudy and overcast. You know, it's warmed up nicely. When I, I started my North Florida tour this morning, it was in the 50s. Oh. I went from Orlando to Tallahassee, Tallahassee to Jacksonville, and now I'm on my way back to Orlando. There you go. A little roundabout, a little... The little uh, northern triangle, so to speak. So, yeah, yeah there we go. Um, well, that's good. That's good. Anything else interesting going on the in the week of Earl? Uh, fortunately, no. In my line of work, boredom is good. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, listen, it's uh, it's been. Um, uh, it's not like we've had anything in the news going on this week. You know, it's uh, <laughs> you know, sitting around. No, no, nothing <laughs> real big. No, and then, no. And we no, and, and no big event. No, nope. no results. No, nope. 
And folks, listen, we will, obviously, we'll get into the uh, the Rittenhouse verdict and the Rittenhouse trial and uh, and try and bring you up to speed on the uh, the Ahmad Arbery trial as well, which is, um, uh, you know, and almost almost concluded as well. So, um, yeah, we'll get those. You know, we just kind of get, get the usual stuff out of the way here. Um, we got, uh, uh, th- you got Thanksgiving plans, big Thanksgiving plans, Earl? Yes, we're going over to some friends. They were kind enough to invite us over. And, uh, you know, it's just me and the wife, so we, we decided to go ahead and head on over there. It's going to be uh, about four, four or five couples getting together. So, nice. You know, a good-sized group, but not, not, not uh, overwhelming. Yeah, we, uh, same thing. Got to get some invites uh, still tossing up. I, trying to make it work where maybe I could get two or three Thanksgiving dinners in. I'm trying to, you know, figure out the exact times kind of thing. And do the maybe spend two hours at one, go to the other, you know, just break out the old stretchy pants. Everything will be all right. Get to try, oh, yeah. try a couple yeah. different versions of it of the of the old Thanksgiving meal, plus the one we're cooking here. I mean, got to have the one at the house too. So that's all. That's all oh, part yeah. of the plan. Uh, got to get to do that. Um, so, folks, uh, next week, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be here. Just you know, <laughs> you turn on your radio at uh, whatever time you turn on your radio. Let's see. Uh, I know about half of you has listened to us live 3 p.m. on Saturdays Eastern Time. We'll be there. And then the rest of the week, wherever you happen to listen to us, uh, we'll be there as well. So we'll see you uh, on uh, on Arms Room Radio uh, next week as well. So uh, don't worry. Don't worry about it, none. We got some stuff coming for you. And uh, we might be a little sleepy because of the turkey coma, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be with yeah. you. We'll be with you. Tick the fan. Exactly right. You know, in fact, I was talking to a... a um, uh, one of our friends over at the Second Amendment Foundation earlier today, and they said that uh, I guess because of some work schedules and stuff, they're actually doing their Thanksgiving on Saturday. Um, and I, I know I've done that before for for work reasons. You know, you couldn't get a couple of key family members there, just could you know be in public service, couldn't get off work, so we just did it over the weekend. Have you ever, have you ever done Thanksgiving over uh, uh, you know on a different day? Or I mean, I'm not talking about like the the, the Thanksgiving party at work. We know that's going to be earlier. But anything else ever, ever done it different? No, no, I never, never had any issues like that. You know, and issues on on those lines. I've uh, just had you know different friends or family members that weren't able to attend. Right. But quite honestly, rescheduling wouldn't have fixed the issue anyways. So we just continued on without them in their in their honor. Charlie Mike, there you go. Charlie Mike, continue the mission. Um, what uh, What's nope. the furthest you've wow, ever? Draw fire. There you go. Um, what's the furthest you've ever gone to go to a Thanksgiving dinner? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's a pretty far ways. Yeah, yeah. That's a. I never would have guessed that. Uh, as long as I've known you, uh, as many holidays have we spent together, <laughs> I never would have guessed Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, uh, back in '99, uh, my parents had moved up into Milwaukee uh, for my mom's job. They were looking at uh, trying to build up uh, uh, retirement savings. And at the time, you know, she was up in age, so it was hard for her to find that job. And they offered to re- for her to relocate, and they'd help move her or, you know, have a nice life. Mm-hmm. But the company is, is consolidating everything to the home office. So they did that, and then three years into it, they decided they were going to consolidate more so they no longer needed her. So we made the decision and uh, 
flew up for Thanksgiving. I took an extended Thanksgiving uh, holiday and you know, you know, burned a few vacation days. By the time we got up there, they picked us up at the airport. We went to, and that was also the first time in my life I ever went out to dinner at a restaurant. Oh, wow. Okay. Dinner. Yeah. I went, went out, had dinner, came back to their apartment, which my parents had already had 98% of it already packed up. Right. Spent the night on sofas and air mattresses. The next morning, started packing the truck. By that afternoon, we were driving back to Florida. Loaded up the truck and moved back to Beverly. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I knew they were up yeah. there. I know that. I knew that story. I didn't realize that uh, you'd gone up there for that holiday. That's a uh, that's pretty neat. Going to uh, your restaurant. I've we've done um, once or twice. We've done the restaurant, and it's and it's pretty nice. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty okay. Guys, one minute. But it's but the the issue is. Um, you know, there's there's none of the leftovers. In fact, I think you know when I've had this talk, or maybe even had it on talk on the air, where did the uh, we went out for the we went out for the Thanksgiving dinner and did it at a very nice restaurant. You know, it was, it was a, a great meal. You know, was, you know the different uh, different uh, servings and everything, uh, and still came home and cooked. Uh, you know, like a turkey breast and uh, you know some potatoes and corn, just so we had the leftovers at home. Uh, you know, just so it was there. Oh yeah, we're doing so. this. We're doing the same thing. We're going over to friends for Thanksgiving, but I'm going to be smoking a turkey at home until yeah. we have leftovers. There you go. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo. We get back. We're going to talk to you about Rittenhouse Trial. Josh. Yeah? Hey, j- just so you know, because I don't know if they told you when right now, like when we're between breaks, whatever's coming over. Uh, and whatever you're saying over the mic is going out to the live audience. So we've got plenty of people listening. So just don't get yourself in trouble and watch out on the uh, on okay. the on the rejoins also. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay. No problem. Curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See. Hey, how about now? Yeah, as long as I can hear you in my ears, they can hear you over the internet because that's because it's going from my computer out over to the live feed. To, to to our our okay. internet it listeners, so there's no like FCC nonsense you got to worry about. It's just yeah, you don't talk bad about your boss kind of stuff, you know. No, no, no. I mean, no, I wouldn't. But <laughs> no, thanks for letting me know. because yeah. yeah, we're just you know just trying to learn. I'm just trying to learn this here yeah. pretty much. So oh, I, I got you. That. I got you. That's why I figured I'd fill you in. Yep. Awesome. Appreciate that. There's handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at guntechusa.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories, and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. 
Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have you know, one minute until we get back. One minute. Any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. We are we are we're split locations today, just so everybody's aware. So you can hear that moment delay. We understand. We're here for you, though. We are he- we are here to be with you. Earl, are you here to be with them? Yes, I am. See, there he is. He's just a split second away, folks. He's right there with me. Um, Earl, I was gonna I was gonna give you one more Thanksgiving question, and I forgot it because I didn't write it down. So I guess I'm just gonna skip it and wait till next segment. Because everybody knows, listen, the biggest lie I tell myself every day is, oh, I don't have to write that down. I'll remember that. So it just, <laughs> yeah, 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 I had it in my head. I was like, oh, man, I want to hit one more point on that, and then we'll move on. Uh, and then I had another conversation, and you know what? That thought has vacated my brain. It is gone. So it will just have to wait until it pops up. Uh, and as, as many of you know that, that know and listen all the time, that might be in the middle of another conversation. And I'll just throw it out there because I don't want to forget it again. <laughs> so, um, well, cat. Cat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Earl, I want to uh, um, uh, give you before we talk about the Rittenhouse trial. I saw something written on it today, uh, and I, w- I want to give you uh, and the listeners this uh, before we jump into what we saw uh, and what we uh, what are you know talking about the law and and firearms and everything else. Let, let, let me give this first. It says. I have watched the whole Rittenhouse case. And Earl, I don't know about you, I know because you you're got you on the road, I don't know if you're listening to it or not, but uh, I did. I was able to watch or listen to, I would say, at least 90% of it. How, how, how where, where were you? Zero. Okay, okay. I know it's, I know you got to... I wasn't able to listen to anything. I, I you know, saw periodical updates here and there, but I wasn't able to follow along live at all. Gotcha. Gotcha. I know you did your homework on it afterwards because we talk about it in the evenings and stuff. So um, let's go. It says, I have watched the whole Rittenhouse case. I didn't know that Kyle put out a dumpster fire that was being rolled down to a gas station to blow up with people all around it. 
I didn't know that the police were told to stand down as businesses were destroyed. I didn't know that Kyle's dad, grandma, and friends all lived in Kenosha, 20 minutes from where he resided with his mom part-time in Illinois. I didn't know that Joseph, Joseph Rosenbaum knocked him down twice and then attempted to kick him with lethal force to the head. I didn't know that Huber had hit him in the head two times with the skateboard. I didn't know that Gage Grosskreutz, a felon in possession of a firearm, aimed his gun at Kyle first as he admitted on the stand. I also didn't know that in the state of Wisconsin, it's legal for, for Kyle, a 17-year-old, to have that type of gun. That's why that charge was dismissed. I didn't know that Kyle did not cross state lines with the gun he wasn't supposed to have. The rightful owner did, as he was legally permitted to do. I also didn't realize that Rosenbaum had a five-time convicted, excuse me, Rosenbaum was a five-time convicted child rapist, Huber was a two-time convicted woman beater, and I didn't know that Grosskurtz was a convicted burglar with assault on his record as well. If the media had done their job, we all would have known this. Stop believing the media lies. Earl, I think that's why we're here, right? We say it all the time. Um, we're that other 10%. We are, the, we are the, you know, not the liberal media. We are the media that tries to bring you the, the actual news and facts as we know it. Now, Earl, you and I have a good time doing it, but that's just because, folks, it wouldn't matter if you were sitting here in the studio audience with us or sitting next to us at Thanksgiving dinner. This is how Earl and I interact with people. Earl, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. And to borrow a, a phrase uh, from our good friend Mark Walters, yeah, our, our listeners need need to get their head out of their media. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. There, um, there's, so, there's, there's so many of them out there pushing their own agenda. They're, they're taking, you know, facts that have happened and twisting them, literally. I mean, you know, it, it, there, there are so many of them that are just bold-faced lies. Yeah. You know, they're not, you know, you know, slip up here and there. They're just flat out lying. Yeah, exactly right. I, you know, the other, I think I saw in, uh, in one other version of this, this might get cut off, that the, uh, that we know that the car lot was, was there where he was asked, uh, or was told it was okay to protect, but there's one other piece of property right there that his grandparents owned, and that's where he originally was. He started in that vacant lot that his, was, was what his grandparents owned there, so, um, just very interesting. Um, Earl, you know, theorized. I got asked, uh, you know, a dozen times during the week if I got asked 100, um, what, uh, what was going on with the jury? What was going on with the jury? And I think you and I may have talked about it. And just to give folks this, the, the, the path from the, the jury that we saw was that, you know, the, the, the first day they asked for a couple of items. Um, and, and, if that, and they asked for those couple items for clarifications with the jury instruction. And if those don't come back within the first couple of hours, I mean, you're talking, um, and, and listen, there is no formula for this, folks. Um, it, it, it's, it's indications. But if it goes more than a day, okay, you've got somebody that, that needs either convincing one way or the other, or they're trying to figure out the appropriate, appropriate charge. Um, you start getting into two days, and like we had here, a third day with no questions asked, that's when you start getting into that whole, that whole hung jury, you know, realm. Um, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know, we theorized that the judge purposely did not rule on a couple of the motion to dismiss cases because I really think, 
Uh, you tell me what you think, Earl. I really think he wanted to give jurisprudence a, ch- a chance. So nobody could come back later and say, well, he dismissed the case because he was you know, prejudiced one way or the other. But if he gave the, he gave the jury four or five days and they came back hung, and then he says, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rule on these cases now and find it being a mistrial. Uh, and, and, and if he had done it with prejudice so they could never retry him, I think he's covered more at that point. I mean, did that, I, I think, is, is probably where he was going. Because, um, Earl, you saw this judge, and he was, he was a kind of an interactive guy. He liked to set the record straight as often as he could. I, I mean, I thought he was a pretty honorable guy. Yeah, and he even made sure, the, you know, he made sure the attorneys knew what the hell they were talking about when they were trying to, you know, in their questioning and, and in, in their testimony. You know, he corrected them a few times or, or sought clarification. You know, one, one of them, uh, I believe it was the prosecutor, said that he thought hollow point bullets explode yeah, yeah. on impact. And so the judge needed clarification on that. It's like, are you, are you talking expanding or do you, you actually <laughs> mean exploding? Right. No, they don't explode. They expand. Yep. Yeah, so that was cool, you know, because he, he did do that, and it was kind of like correcting the fact. And it wasn't like he he called the prosecutor a liar. He did it in such a way where he said, just like you just said, Earl, don't you mean this? Isn't this what you what you mean? Um, so I thought that was neat. Um, the um, When it gets to the fourth day, and I'll tell you what I saw. we got about two minutes left in this segment. Um, when they come back yesterday, Earl, Friday afternoon, because we're sitting here on Saturday, um, when they come back Friday afternoon, just after one, they, they, they walk back in and they say they have the jury. Now, uh, they have the verdict. I'm sorry. I, I caught it. I don't know if anybody else caught it. And, and, and I'm, I'm not a lawyer, folks. Um, um, I'm not even like a Philippine lawyer. I'm a real, uh, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a, I'm a physician assistant in the Philippines, but not a lawyer. Um, and <laughs> they, uh, they, but I've been around the legal system enough. You know, we got good friends in law. And I, I will say that I've spent, more than my share of time in a courtroom watching how things work. Does that mean I can plan and do those things? No, but I, but I, you kind of pick on pick up on things when you're there. Um, the judge asked, and I couldn't tell from the angle whether it was the clerk or the jury foreperson um, as they were handing the charge sheets back to the judge. Before he took them in his hand, he said, "All the same verdict," and they said yes. And it was like that's it. He's not he's not guilty on all counts. He's, there's no way they spent four days in there finding him guilty of four counts and not of one. It was probably the other way around because Earl, the 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 guy that uh, the guy that uh, you know tries to grab the rifle from him, self defense, no brainer, right? Um, the guy that hits him in the head with the skateboard, uh, n- no brainer, self defense. Um, the guy that points the gun at his head, lefty gross Kurtz there. Um, Self-defense, right? No brainer. But Definitely. The, the one that was up in the air, and this, is the, guys, this is the one where they said the self-defense may not apply, was, uh, and we've since identified him, uh, the guy, and I'll, I will talk about him next hour or next segment, um, was the flying kick guy. They called him the unknown guy. And he flying kicked him and then ran away. And remember, Kyle took a shot at him as he was running away. So that's the one where self-defense may not have applied because the guy was fleeing. Although he just drop kicked him in the head, so that was the deal. So yeah, you could see when Kyle got to the third one, 
the third charge, which was the drop kick one, and he beat that not guilty, that's when he broke down. So we'll talk to you about this more when we get back from the break. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo, Earl from Location Echo. We'll be back after the break. started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You at quitterinyou.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from location Bravo. We are in the midst of discussing the Rittenhouse trial. We'll probably do that for most of this hour. If you uh, if you if you're Rittenhouse out, you can uh, you can tune out. We'll excuse that. But uh, you know, Earl and I are going to throw some zingers in there too. So just 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 you might want to stick around. I'm just saying you might want to stick around. You might want to stick around. Um, Earl, I got to, I remembered what it was. I remembered what it was that I forgot that I remembered. Um, I um, yeah. um so next week when I see you, I, or I may email it to you ahead of time. I have a purchase order here for bourbon balls, um, so I need to get that to uh, Mrs. Earl. So I've, I've got. I'm just trying to get it in ahead of time. Um, so make sure you got that. I, the number. It's a three-digit number this year. So uh, um, and and there's cash. Oh, there's okay. cash in the envelope. There's cash in the envelope. So we're we're good. It's uh, it's not American cash, but it's cash. So um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the um. Earl, I, you, the the memes. Let's let's go with the memes for a second. Before we go back to the the, the verdict, let's oh, yeah. let let's go to the memes. Um, 
And, and we've been throwing them up online uh, all week on the on, on the Facebook Arms Room Radio page. Um, and I'm, frankly, I'm surprised we we have not been suspended or <laughs> you know just because they've been pretty. Uh, there's been a couple of good ones on there. Um, have you have you seen anything that you'd, you'd like to tell the audience about <laughs> about a great a great meme uh, for the uh, the the Rittenhouse verdict? Oh yes, and I believe I can. Uh uh, modify it to make it FCC compliant. <laughs> a photo of, of Kyle standing in the street holding his rifle with a hand up. I don't know if he's waving at somebody or what, but it says 2020 F around and find out award winner. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. F around and find out champion right there. <laughs> That's, yep. That's pretty good. Um, the, um, the one I just saw, and, and and I may have to redo it because you know I am. I don't. I can't stand a meme that's got uh, bad grammatical errors in it. And I saw it, and it said. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to have to redo it, and and I'll give somebody credit for it who who I got it originally from. Although I am going to give them a D for spelling. Um, they, it said. Um, um, Rittenhouse must not be a heck of an EMT. He stood there watching the prosecutor choke all week and did nothing to help him. <laughs> <laughs> I had not seen that one. Yeah, that one's good. <laughs> that's, that's good. So, uh, good, 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 good stuff. Listen, and um, um, we we are happy that self defense was the ruling. We are happy that the rule of law. We are happy that the Second Amendment. Uh, we are happy that uh, the Constitution was honored, and that this was a matter of uh, of justice under the law uh you know so uh happy about that are we um i want you to understand in in no way making light of the deaths of the two individuals but earl you know what like you and i always say play stupid games win stupid prizes okay um I'm not going to make. Yeah. I'm not going to make Don't fun of their. None, won't be none. Yeah, I'm not going to make fun of their death or their family or anything like that. But you, you come up on me and uh, while I'm legally, you know, trying to defend something, and you want to grab and pull my gun away from me. Um, th- there's one method I've been taught, whether it was in the uh, the the law enforcement or in the military, was the way to get somebody off the end of your weapon is to pull the trigger until they're no longer holding onto your barrel. It's just that's it, every time. Every time, um, for those that have any, any uh, a doubt in their minds, use of force around the country for law enforcement is grab their firearm, even if it's a wrestling match while it's in my holster. That's immediate escalation to deadly force, and deadly force is authorized to get you off that firearm. No doubt, everywhere, hundred percent around the country. I've taught that for. For years and years in law enforcement, and Earl, you've taught the same thing for years and years in in civilian defense. I, am I lying? No, no, because because if they're if they are wrestling for your firearm, you have to for your own safety. You have to assume they are trying to take control of your firearm to use it against you. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, many many similarities between this case and the George Zimmerman case, um, as far as the case was being investigated by the police, then there was media pressure, then there was uh, the prosecution changed their minds, uh, you know, that, that, kind of, that kind of stuff going on. Um, the one thing that I think is, is um, 
is 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 in lockstep almost is the people that say he should have been guilty the whole reason they say he should have been guilty is because well he shouldn't have been there well he shouldn't have been there they said the same thing about george he shouldn't have been there well that doesn't negate the fact that he's legally there all right does uh, um does does Kyle's you know upbringing does the parenting does the the situation uh, um I'm going to tell you first off it's it's it doesn't matter but but some people can't get around it I watched so much trial coverage um and it went right down uh, uh racial lines Earl they'd bring in a white legal expert and they would say this is self-defense they'd bring in a a black legal expert and they would say he shouldn't have been there um, it has nothing to do with that, right? And I don't know why we got locked on that, and I don't know why the media. Obviously, listen, not everybody agrees with that. It's not. It's not a hundred percent down the line, black and white. But the media went and fed that. The media went and found the people they knew oh, yeah. that would cause the controversy, and that's what makes us, I think, despise and hate the media even more. Uh, you know, it, I don't care if it's a presidential poll or the way they want to lie about how. Uh, uh, Kyle was there, whether it was legal or not. What do you think? Oh, the, the age-old adage uh, about the media. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, they're going to stoke those fires. They want to stir up controversy. They want viewers sitting in front of their TV at, you know, for as many hours as possible so the news company can make money. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's... And and you and I joke about it when it bleeds it leads. That's an old uh, an old eagle song, right? You, you know, um, and 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 that's that's what it was. Uh, Eagles or Glenn Fry? I forget if it, that he was on his own at that point. But um, um, and yeah, that's exactly what it was. But um, it's it's horrible, horrible to see that, horrible to see this kid have to go through what he went through, um, because you and I have been on like we I just said on the flip side, um, we we I. I'd, I'd say, and listen, if you don't like it, change the channel right now. I'd say we've become friends with George Zimmerman. Would you say that's true? Oh, yeah. Okay. And if that, if yeah, that, offi- if that offends anybody, um, uh, you just, just, just reach right up. Don't call the radio station. Don't file a complaint. Just reach right over and change the channel. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. No, not you, Earl. You stay where you are. Where are you going? I thought I heard you changing the channel. I was going to call George up see if he wanted to have lunch. Oh, okay. I thought I heard you changing the channel. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> uh, I need you to stay. <laughs> um, All right, fine. <laughs> so it's it's a uh, uh, it, it's a relief. It's uh, it's 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 great. Um, uh, the one other thing we talked about was I'm very curious to see now um, the the individual. Um, I believe his name is Maurice Fre- Freeman. He was the uh, he was the black guy that came and did the drop kick. They've since identified him. By the way, he's a career felon, a career criminal. Um, he was out on bond for domestic violence charges, um, which is probably why he never came and turned himself into the police because he was a wanted man at the time. Um, so him being out at the riots was violation of his uh, his bail slash bond agreement for being out on the domestic violence charge. Um, I want to see now. I want to see if the prosecution comes back and files charges against Lefty Grosswitz there, Grosskurtz, for pointing his gun at Kyle's head and against... Uh, uh, this Mr. Friedman for doing the flying drop kick on Kyle. If if Kyle is not guilty by reasons of self-defense under Wisconsin law, then the prima facie evidence there is these two people are guilty of trying to kill him. 
That's it. That should be it, right? These guys, shouldn't they go after him and prosecute him? Oh, and also, too, uh, another charge that should be pending on Lefty, a convicted felon in on video and camera evidence of being in physical possession of a firearm. Even though everybody tried to say it was a cell phone, looked an awful lot like a Glock to me. Yeah, you're right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, they they should absolutely be going after him for uh, possession of that firearm. Yeah, how'd you like the? uh, And Earl, you're 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 more techie guy than I am. Apple does that. That's that 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 one point that they were making, and we only got about thirty seconds left. Where uh, Apple, if you go to if you do the pinch and uh, pinch and screw and zoom. Uh, it, it will put it will put pixels in there to try and make it look like an image, and it's whatever it recognizes it as. Oh, I did not know that. I have to experiment with that. It, 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 yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a weird little because they want they don't want you to see blurry, so it's their it's it's kind of their AI stuff that does that. So, folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio. What time is it here? We got time. Um, we will be back after the break. You're listening to uh, Arms Room Radio, Location Bravo. Stick around. Deltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SI. Hey, can you hear me now over the Internet now? Now I can, yeah. Nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from location Bravo. We uh we we Earl, I think we've uh, pretty much uh, covered 
uh, the Rittenhouse. I do want to give uh, one more instance on here we'll talk about, uh, and then we'll give the, the latest that we know about the, the, the Arbery case, which is uh, minimal, folks, because they're, they're, they're just, they're, they just finished, uh, the prosecution just finished it, and the defense just finished, so they've got yet to go to closing arguments, so it's kind of up in the air there. Um, Earl, um, did you see the prosecutor pick up the AR-15 this week and, uh, and, and start to just kind of, I don't know, point it around the room like it was no big deal? Oh, yeah. The first thing I noticed, he did that with his finger on the trigger. And the second thing I noticed, he was chicken winging it. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's, um, tell, tell everybody what chicken winging it is so they know. The arm, uh, in, the, in the case of the prosecutor, his right arm, you know, his right hand is on the, on the, uh, the pistol grip with his finger on the trigger. And then his elbow is sticking out 90 degrees parallel to the rifle. And anybody with... Uh, a little bit of uh, of firearms rifle handling training knows you don't stick your elbow out parallel like that. You you drop it down to your side to make yourself reduce your silhouette to make yourself as small a target as possible in case you're in a two way shooting situation. Yeah, exactly right. And I think I think it was in. I don't know if it was the boys in Company C or if it was in Full Metal Jacket, but both had R. Lee Ermey in them, and he said, um, "You know, get that get that arm down. You're going to get it shot off." And and that's exactly right. Is that uh, it sticks out and makes a bigger silhouette. It also, when you put it down and tuck that uh, that shoulder stock in, it makes it a more stable platform as well. So for for sure, um, what 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 I saw, what I watched, what I heard, what I observed was, um, and, and it kind of happened off camera. Uh, and off off audio, so not sure what would really happen. But I know the prosecutor got up and said, "Here's the rifle. It was cleared by that person over there." And I don't know if that was the the deputy, the firearms expert. I have no idea what it was. So what you got is he got handed a rifle and said, "Oh, it was cleared by that person over there." And then immediately started again waving that rifle around, right? Um, and as Earl said, finger on the trigger. Early when you and, you and you stopped and you realized for a moment as well that bolt was full forward in that firearm. Yeah, that chamber was closed. That rifle was capable of firing. Now uh, there was no magazine in it, uh, which means it was only capable of firing one round. But it was damn sure capable of firing one round. And go ahead and ask, uh, ask Lefty uh, Grosskurtz there if he wants to take one more round. You know, uh, it's it's not going to happen. <laughs> you, you know. Um, uh, in fact, uh, was it Rosenbaum took four, Huber took one. I think one round killed Huber, if I recall correctly. This this really should put to put to, to end the debate. Uh, is the five five six big enough to, to to kill a man? You know, I, I think we've got. I think we've seen that now, right? Oh, you yeah. know. Um, oh, by the way, you know, if you've anybody that's ever served in the military knows the answer to that question. Uh, you know, so well since the since the mid seventies anyway. Um, uh, you know, in, in, in how can you? How can you, in, in, in two, three weeks since Alec Baldwin gets handed a gun and is told, don't worry, it's clear, and then shoots and kills someone with a cleared weapon, how can this prosecutor do that? How can he possibly not do that, not understanding that every gun activist, gun you know, enthusiast around the world is watching him? How can he do that? 
he doesn't know, have a clue of what he's doing in handling that firearm. You're you're exactly right, and I think, I think of you know, let's say there were there were twelve jurors that, w- that went to the final verdict, right? Uh, and and two of them, I'm going to guess, were probably anti-gun. Of the other ten in the room, uh, maybe five are neutral. But there's, I bet you, there's five of them in there, Earl, that are like, it doesn't matter if that guy comes out right now with a video of Kyle saying, "I'm going to go shoot five people," he's not guilty in their minds just because of how bad that prosecutor was with firearms issues. Just to make the point, I think they say, don't care. Don't care if you come right now. If he confesses right now, I'm still finding him not guilty because you, jackwagon prosecutor, just pointed a firearm at my face in the jury booth. I'm surprised everybody sat still. I would have, you know, you know, moved in my chair, got up and, you know, moved out of, out of the line, potential line of fire. I, I would not have sat there stone-faced and not reacted. Uh, you know, I probably may have been, you know, fussed at by the judge because I'm going to get up and move, and I'm probably going to yell at the man. And it might not be that nice and, and uh, proper for court. The, um, when he picked that rifle up, I, I could not see um, the defense faces or the judge faces because here's what I'm guessing, Earl. There had to be at least one or two people in that jury booth that, that – when that when that weapon came when that sorry when that firearm came around and flagged them, that they didn't do that that they didn't uh, uh, you know uh, what are you doing move out of the way, make a head jerk you know bob and weave you know duck dive dip was a duck dive dip dodge and dive right um, that they didn't do the five Ds yeah. you know um, I can't believe nobody did that but I couldn't see any of the attorney's faces or the judge's face when that happened to know if that happened or not. Um, I, here's the, here's the question for you, Earl. You're on that jury, right? You know, as as uh, up to that point, you've seen nothing that says Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. This jack wagon points a gun at you. Do you risk being verbal and getting thrown off the jury? Um, uh, I think I would. I think it would be a reflex. I I couldn't control it. That's exactly my answer. This is all right. We gotta. We gotta we gotta stop hanging out together so much because uh, I've a couple other people I've talked to, they were like, well, this and that, and I'm like, dude, I, I don't think it's anything but a reflex. I really don't. I think somebody does that to you, you go, easy, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? And you and you you smack the barrel away. You know, I, I don't think it's anything but a reflex. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they're within arm's reach, yeah, I'm 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 grabbing grabbing control. Of that that firearm, whether uh, handgun or long gun, I'm making sure that barrel. You know, I, I, I what works for me. I always envision there's a laser beam sticking out of that of shooting out the barrel, and anything that barrel comes across, that laser cuts it in half. I'm making sure it doesn't come across my body. Yeah, hundred percent. It's exactly right. I always think laser beams in. I always just say like a long lightsaber. You know, just it's going to get you. It's going to get you. Um, um, yeah. the, um, uh, you, you know, he, he did it in such a way he didn't, he didn't even, he didn't notice. He didn't care. Uh, it was, it was no big deal to a lot of people out there. Um, uh, uh, you know, Earl, you and I worked in the business for a long time. Listen, and, and don't forget, I mean, we go to shot show and see this kind of nonsense happen. Um, 
but there's 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 certain things that happen in the professional world. Um, you're you're selling a gun to somebody. You're standing behind a gun counter. You clear the firearm. You know that this person. Excuse me. You have no idea if this person is a uh, zero firearms experience or you know uh, Jerry Micklick. You know. Um, you you take that gun. You you cycle it. You make sure it's clear. You hand it to them. You keep your eyes on them to make sure they're not pulling up. You know, a, a Terminator and putting a magazine in it, right? Um, and then when they hand it back to you, right. you cycle it again to make sure it's clear. Um, that's just that's that's good. That's rule number one. That's that, and that's how you verify rule number one. Uh, it, it's it's good. And and most most of the time, I had I, I got a lot of the inexperienced uh, customers, and they uh, were very. Uh, afraid of offending me, of uh, you know, they watched me clear it and check it, and I laid it down. You know, if it's a semi-automatic pistol, I laid it down with the with the slide locked open, and they started picking it up and just you know, checking it out and everything. I would coach them. Did you check it? Well, I, honestly, I, I didn't want to offend you. I saw you check it. I said, well, hold on. Actually, I'm going to think more highly of you if you watch me do it. I lay it down, I, I, I give you possession of the firearm, and then the first thing you do is you check. we got one minute, guys, one minute. Not offended, none the least. I... Yeah, and that's how we do it. Earl, that's that's how you bring outsiders in. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. That's how you do it. That's how you bring the outsiders in, uh, and you make them part of our... Our our Second Amendment rights community, our gun safety community. You know those those are responsible gun owners that we talk about all the time, um, folks. That's it for the first hour. Stick around. There's more to come until the next hour. Please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you're not ready. Ah, you beat me to it. <laughs> if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. You're like you're checking mirrors. <laughs> Tech Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey, everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com, or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America.
It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, guiding us through the remainder of the program here together, which is just shy of an hour. So uh, stick around. we got plenty for you. I do not do this program by myself, though, as you know. Uh, let, me go around the, let me go around the state. I normally would say room. You'll figure it out in a second. Let me go around the state real quick and introduce you to my fellow companion on my right. Is the uh, the right hand man, the great 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 grandson of Daniel Boone? Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Doctor Corporate, approved memos, lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Ah, oh, coming to you live from Location Echo. Location that's, Echo. That's just Location Bravo on wheels. Well, yeah, you're, I mean, you're Earl, so it's location, it's location Echo. I mean, I get that. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Exactly. I like exactly. it. I like it. Uh, and your, lo- your location Echo is actually... all by myself. <laughs> location Echo is much bigger than Location Bravo. Yes, it is. Where, where is Location Echo at it's the moment? Uh, on Interstate 75, heading south at a very slow pace, unfortunately. Oh, you found the rain and the traffic, traffic didn't you? a nightmare. Yep. There's no rain, but there's a ton of traffic. Uh, well, the weekend before a holiday, everybody's on the road. Stay safe. Let's be clear so everybody knows Earl's wearing a headset. Okay, he's not holding a phone to himself. He's not. Do- he's got it plugged in his ear, and he's just driving away, having a conversation with us, just like if we were sitting in the cab next to him. Yep, completely so. legal, hands free, and safe. I, I don't know. If, I, well, I wasn't going to say safe. I've seen me drive. Well, listen, here's why I would say safe, because I, you know, listen, I spend quite a bit of time out there on the road, and I've done my share of uh, enforcing out there. Um, if you're driving along without any... Uh, you know anything to help you? You know, uh, you know a conversation, a radio. Um, uh, you know, you tend you could doze. You get the uh, what do they call it? The white line fever, right? You know, and you get to you get to focus yep. in, and you start getting narrow. But if you've got your hands on the wheel and you're still scanning left or right, and you're having a conversation with somebody, that keeps the skills alert. That keeps the senses alert. So um, it's actually safer for her to be talking to us than not be talking to us. So. Oh, I know. I do it. I do it all the time. If I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to coworkers, uh, family, friends, and for me, it it helps pass the time so fast. I I kind of, you know, I, I, I zone out to a certain degree, and next thing I know, it's like, oh, I'm I'm you know five miles from my destination. I'm I'm almost yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. So. Um, Earl, uh, let's see. We uh, we covered uh, we covered pretty good the. Uh, the Rittenhouse case, uh, last uh, segments, a uh, couple last hour. Um, I think all we can give from the the Ahmed Arbery case this hour is that uh, it has uh, they, they have both rested their cases. The defense uh, and the state have rested their cases. Um, I guess they've got some more items to go back and forth. Uh, you know, over uh, they were doing that on Friday, um, and it looks like jury comes back in. 
Saturday, uh, or excuse me, Monday morning. Earl, I'll tell you that you know I, I did not get to watch as much of this case as I would have if it was the only case on. Uh, and just by fluke, you know the 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 coverage for the Rittenhouse case started three four days before this case started, so it was uh, it was it was tough. I, and I figured I was just going to stick with one. Um, the uh, I'll tell you what I have seen from the from the from this case that kind of shocked me. Um, now the media continues to call Arbery the jogger, right? The jogger. Um, they failed to mention that he jogged through multiple houses under construction, which is a crime. You know, um, they they failed to mention that the police were looking for him, and the police had already gotten with several of the homeowners and found that not only had he been jogging through houses. Um, oh, by the way, he was jogging through, not wearing jogging clothes. He had on like basketball shorts and basketball shoes, so not regular jogger clothes. This was not a serious runner is the point uh, they were trying to make. Um, that they also had video of him in backyards and in boathouses in backyards on the waterfronts. So everything you see about this guy being the innocent jogger running down the street is, again, a media bold-faced lie. Uh, you know, that's that's that so much I have seen. Um, the The police told all of the neighbors that they were looking for him and they wanted to talk to him and they had trespass warnings to give him. And by the way, the trespass warning is the way to, once he accepts the trespass warning, now you now the next question is, well, now that you've admitted to being in that place, let's talk about this place. You know, that's the, uh, that's the first tool in the burglary investigation. Um, so the police have already basically put everybody on notice that they want him and please call uh, when they have him. Uh, so early, I could hear the defense's argument. Hey, my client was doing what the cops asked him to do. You know, we had, it's no longer a law there, but we had a citizen's arrest law here. And they were the police were asking and putting up signs saying, we want to talk to this guy. Uh, but, but none of that, Earl, seems to be making it to the news, amazingly. Yeah, I wonder why. Because it doesn't fit their narrative. Exactly right. Exactly right. Doesn't fit their narrative. So we'll continue to watch that one. Um, same same kind of thing. It looks like at the end there, uh, one of the uh, one of the accused has a firearm, and the uh, this this Aubrey, uh, you know, goes away from him and then comes towards him. So that's where the dispute over the self defense is. He followed him with the firearm. He had the firearm while he was watching Arbery. Whatever, whatever had happened, Arbery came back towards him. Um, and I guess Georgia must not have the the term or the use of "stand your ground," because one, if you're as long as you're at least in Florida, legally standing somewhere, then there's no reason for you to retreat. It's the same as the castle doctrine. If you're in your home, there's no reason for you to retreat. And Earl, amazingly enough, and every time we talk about this, I have to say it. There are states where the castle doctrine is not law. I think it's 10 or 12 states still where if the bad guy comes into your house and puts the knife up to you or your daughter, they expect you to leave. Yeah, you, you've got your, 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 they expect you to run away and exhaust all physical options to, if, you know, if, if you don't remove yourself from the scene, you're going to be held at fault, yeah. not yeah. the criminal. Yeah, now again, I'm not sure... Yeah, listen. I know Georgia has a, has a uh, um, uh, 
a castle doctrine. I'm not sure if they have the same kind of stand your ground doctrine that many other states have. Uh, so, so we'll see. Which is the, basically one the ex- minute, one extended minute castle doctrine. So, uh, you know, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll keep watching on this, and uh, um, maybe it's done before uh, before Thanksgiving. I don't know. I can't see the judge keeping them there through Thanksgiving weekend. But then I can't see, you know, them not letting it go through Thanksgiving. Would that suck? Imagine having a Sit in a hotel conference room and eat, uh, eat Thanksgiving on a paper plate, you know, and just it's whatever the hotel yeah, had. Being sequestered over a holiday. Oh, that Ew. that would that would suck. So, that, yeah, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo and Location Echo. We'll be back after the break. Tech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. 
You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. One minute, guys. One minute until we return. One minute. the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo and Location Echo today uh, as we continue to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, Earl, um, so far in Kenosha, and I've talked to some of our friends, your and mine friends, Earl, um, some uh, senior uh, Wisconsin uh, law enforcement officials. Uh, it does not appear as though there's been any unrest at this point. So so we'll, uh, we'll conti- yeah. continue to keep because those things. They have the National Guard on, on site. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty uh pretty neat how people stay calm when you got guys with machine guns standing there, right? Um, real machine guns, by the way. Exactly. Um, although two thousand miles away in uh, in in uh, Portland, Oregon, the the riots are going pretty full bore over this this case. So, you know, it's Portland. You know what they're going to do? It's Portland. It's legal. It's legal. We can do whatever we want. We can uh, we can have riots. We can burn buildings. We can throw poo. It's okay. They can't do anything to us. So, guess what? They're they're uh, they're protesting in uh, in Portland as we speak. So. Mostly peaceful, though. Mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. Yeah, <laughs> it's just don't, don't worry about those buildings burning behind. That's old wood. It's old wood. It had to come down sooner or later. Um, hey, let's uh, let's get let's pass some good news on to the folks. Uh, if you're uh, a resident of Ohio or a visitor of Ohio. I got some good news out there for you. Uh, this week, the Ohio House uh, passed uh, a couple of laws, one being a permitless carry, also known as constitutional carry. Now, Ohio has had open carry for uh, for, for a number of years, uh, but now an open carry out there was permitless. Now they're going to have concealed carry without, uh, without uh, having to have a permit. Now... Uh, is it today? No. So if you're in Ohio, don't do it today. What what happened was the uh, the the House has passed it. Um, listen, this is a full Republican controlled state, by the way. the uh, the The House is completely Republican. Uh, we're almost rep- completely Republican. the uh, The state Senate, uh, I looked at the numbers earlier, is twenty five Republicans to eight Democrats, and to carry the super majority, they only have to have twenty two votes. So that's kind of a done deal. Uh, and then the governor, Mike Devine, you know, he's one of the uh, prominent Republican governors from around the country. Uh, he's no Captain Florida, don't get me wrong, but he's a good guy. So so that's, uh, that seems all but done, Earl. It's just going to take some days, take some time to get that done, um, which is good. That'll make the 22nd state, if I recall correctly, that has constitutional slash permitless carry. Nice, nice. Glad to see those numbers climbing. 
That's it. That's it. We still got some rookie numbers here. We got to keep working on them, uh, and, and, and we shall. Pump those uh, numbers up. Yep, yep. Um, the other thing that they did was Ohio, after the Sandy Hook, uh, not Sandy Hook, it was the, uh, the, the Parkland shooting in, uh, in Broward County, Florida, um, they allowed a provision in the law that teachers could carry firearms, but they had to have law enforcement training to do so. Now, I've seen it a couple different ways, Earl. I've seen that they had to have the full 700-plus hours of law enforcement training, or they could have what's known as the auxiliary training, which is more like 120 hours of law enforcement training. And then they could carry their firearms concealed inside uh, the schools. Now, listen, you and I, Earl, we've made our opinions known greatly on uh, you know carrying in schools. If I'm allowed to, if I'm allowed to protect my family during the daytime at the supermarket, why can't I protect my uh, my, my my worker and my coworkers and my daytime family inside the school? What, Earl? Earl, how good is that sign out front that says "No guns"? Huh? Is that going to stop it from happening? No, no, it, it makes no sense to me. You know, uh, I, the one of the most common methods to dealing with any any violent activity on grounds is they lock everybody in place. They lock the classroom doors. The teacher is locked in the room with the children. Potentially that teacher is the last line of defense for that classroom of children. Why would you not want them to have the ability to be armed if they so choose to? I'm not saying force all teachers to carry if that teacher decides they want to do it and take that responsibility, why would you not want, to, want them to? You know, a, a, a nightmare hypothetical situation, somebody could be trying to break in the door of your child's classroom. Would you want the teacher to stand there with an eraser in their hand or a pistol in their hand? Uh, listen, uh, we, we saw it at... In uh, in Stony uh, in uh, in Connecticut, there at uh, um, uh, the the high school, excuse me, the, the it was the elementary school there um, uh, in Newtown. There it was, uh, it was it was something like four to eight minutes, depending on whose clock you're looking at. That uh, that before law enforcement made entry, and by then the bad guy had already committed everything he wanted to do. And the same thing, even with even with a school resource officer on the grounds over at. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, it still took over two minutes for him just to get to the building where the firing was going on. At that point, 17 are dead and 17 are wounded. Um, why not? Why not allow the teacher, the same teacher that carries their firearm every day, but has to lock it in a lockbox in a car because there's an imaginary line with a with a sign out front that protects them. Why do that? Nope. And, and just like Earl said, nobody said we're handing out guns and arming people. But if that teacher has... Military experience, law enforcement experience, heck, just as our average regular citizen and took 10 hours worth of training, uh, is an average regular citizen and has the option to carry that firearm under the Constitution. Why not? That's the odds. I want, I want my kids to have those odds. I don't, want the, I don't want the bad guy to take an eraser in the head, you know? I want him to take a, uh, uh, you know, a, a nice 5.56 five, round or a 45 round. Uh, let's stop the threat that way. Um, anyway, Earl... The requirement in Ohio was somewhere between, depending on if it was 120 hours or 700 plus hours, they've since dropped that down to 20 hours. 20 hours 
is what's required of you as a teacher in Ohio. Well, will be once it passes completely. 18 hours will be classroom scenario kind of stuff, and two hours has to be range training. So it's down to 20, which I still don't agree with, but 20 is a lot better than 700. 20 is a lot better than 120. Um, the average citizen can carry now, will be able to carry now in Ohio with zero hours training. Folks, I, I know that scares some of you, but if I tossed you the keys to a Earl's Big Rig right now, you wouldn't get in it and drive it away. You'd sit in the seat. You'd say, take a picture. You'd bounce up and down on the seat and maybe pull the horn, but you wouldn't take it out on the roadway. Oh, they definitely they definitely blow the air horn. They, you know that. Yeah, they would go out and get themselves some training. That's what response people do. You go outside and you're like, oh, I got a big tree I want to cut down. Let me go buy a chainsaw and take no training whatsoever. You're at least watching a YouTube video, okay? It's that simple. Nobody's going to pick up this gun and go into school and say, I'm going to carry it with zero training and no advice whatsoever. That's not what people do. All right. We need to stop. Um, the citizens of Ohio are, will soon have a law that says they're going to have to have zero hours. Well, first off, it's zero hours if you want to conceal it. If you want to open carry, there's no training requirement. How ridiculous is that, Earl? Hey, if you want to open carry this firearm on your hip with a with a nice secure uh, three uh, threat level three holster, um, there's there's no there's no training requirements for that. However, if it's cold out and you want to put your jacket on, you've got to do eight hours worth of training. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's that's pretty ridiculous. That's pretty stupid, right there. Um, uh, so that's what. Uh, that's what Ohio's got going for them. So that's 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 good news for o- Ohio um, and for the students of Ohio, the parents of students in Ohio, because their their children soon will able to be protected by those. Well, Earl, let's let's say what they are. They they are the citizen defenders. They are the sheepdogs. They are the ones that yep. keep evil from happening. Oh yeah, yeah. That's exactly exactly what it is. So. Uh, if you're listening, we'll get to, we'll get some people on from Ohio. Now, remember our good friends at uh, Faster Saves Lives. They're the ones that teach uh, to the school boards, and there's hundreds and hundreds of teachers that are currently already armed because they've taken advanced training. Now they're going to be able to take this 20-hour training. Now, Earl, they, they, they were very clear to point out this is the minimum minute, hours required. Minute, this is not the maximum hours required because you and I have both seen what happens when you get rid of the training requirement, or what happens when you take away the training requirement in, st- in a state for firearms? The firearms owners seek out as much training as they possibly can. It's just like that. Once you stop saying, you got eight-hour minimum, you got a four-hour minimum, and they begrudgingly go and get that, the next step you see is, hey, I'm going to go get eight hours of this or 16 hours of that or a 40-hour class of this. It's It's... It's a they seek it out and they absorb it and, and it works wonderful. So good for Ohio, good for the governor, great for the House and the Senate there, and for everybody else. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the location Bravo. We get back, we'll have Major Bill with us. Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, 
shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program with all of the above and more selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men... Hey, we got Major Bill on. Roger, Roger. Listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Marine Corporal Zachary C. Reif died November 21st, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Reif, 22, of Preston, Iowa, was assigned to the 3rd Battalion, 7th Marines, 1st Marine Division, 1st Marine Expeditionary Force, 29 Palms, California. Reif died in Germany on November 21st after suffering fatal wounds from an improvised explosive device while conducting combat operations in the Helmand province, Afghanistan, on November 18th. Reif was on his second tour of duty in Afghanistan when he was killed. He graduated from Preston High School in 2007 where he played football, wrestled, and ran track. He was a well-built young man who kept himself in good condition, said Miller, the longtime high school principal, who coached Reif's father in football decades before. He was a good person who did his own thing and never caused anybody trouble. Ironically, in September, Reif returned to his high school and spoke to several classes about his experience as a Marine. He was proud to serve his country, Miller said. Marine Corporal Zachary C. Reif, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family. 
or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for supporting the Fallen Heroes segment of the program. Folks, if you know anybody that you'd like to hear, you you saw them on a TV show, movie, read about them, it's your uncle, uh, you just reach out to us at uh, uh, Facebook's the easiest way, at Arms Room Radio, and it would be our honor to do the segment in uh, in, in their dedication. Hey, on the line with us, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Please welcome back to the program, Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey there, how's it going this week, Mike? Ground control. You know, not, going well. Going not, well. not, not too shabby. We're doing, we're doing pretty good. We got Location Bravo checking in, Location Echo checking in. Um, and before we get into your topic, and I know... It's always up in the air. You could, we could do uh, whatever you got through this week. We could continue on last week's. We can go this segment. We can go next segment, whatever you want. I wanted to point something out. I wanted to point something out, and I think Earl's aware of this, but I don't know if the folks at home are aware of this. Um, it looks like Cops is coming back on TV on Fox Fox News Channel, is it? Is that right, Earl? Fox News? I think it's coming uh, on? Yes. I believe so. Yeah, yes, they are. Yes, they, they are. They are coming Cop back on. Is coming back. Um, um, but you, sir, happen to be a veteran of season one of Cops in Broward County, Florida. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, th- thanks for the, uh, the, the the making me feel old comment. Uh, but yes, I am a, a, a veteran of season one. And uh, then about uh, another 10 years down the line, I... Uh, I, I I was on again right. uh, with another agency, um, <laughs> but also in in Broward County. But yes, I'm excited that uh, that they're uh, they're coming back. Hopefully, uh, uh, they won't be so dramatic this time, and uh, they, they actually show police work. Yeah. Yeah, well, listen, you know, real police work doesn't is no good for TV because you know ninety five percent boredom uh, is 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 it doesn't get you good ratings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I guess that's true, but you know, the unrealistic expectations that uh, major crimes are solved in uh, forty two minutes minus commercials uh, gets uh, isn't exactly true. But I do understand the the excitement. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's why, uh, you know, Live PD had about, what, six different crews running at one time so yeah. they can switch back and forth. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's good to see It's good to see cops come back. It's good to see that, uh, uh, oh, boy, what's uh, Inner Circle getting some more, uh, some more revenue checks, you know? <laughs> 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 I, I wonder what the royalties are for, uh, for them for, for that. You know what? That's got to be the best one-hit wonder revenue check ever done. It's got to. It's got to be. You know, how many times has cop plays around I, the world? I agree. You know? <laughs> That's got to be amazing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, what I would like to do uh, is is kind of have a a continuation from last week um, and go a little broader uh, as as. Everyone may recall we were talking about a specific incident at uh, a high school here in, in South Florida, uh, where a student uh, came on ca- came on campus uh, with a firearm and was was stopped by the school resource officer, school resource deputy uh, that was there. And although there are issues with um, 
the school system itself and school districts across the nation uh, on the roles and responsibilities of a school resource officer, school resource deputy, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and some school districts have more problems than others. Uh, it is a nationwide debate that is going on. And as you recall, uh, you know, in the beginning of the year and after, you know, the whole George Floyd thing, uh, along with the defund the police movement, uh, we also had the kick the cops out of schools. And yeah, that was that part of the de- part of the defunding. Where, that was the low hanging fruit. Where where do we get? Where do we defund? Oh, it costs money to send them to schools. Uh, yeah, that was that was part of it. Yeah, but yeah, let's 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 do this. Go ahead and roll it through, Earl. We're going to be part of the it's armed it's arms room radio roundtable, and we are here. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So you know, it it started off with uh, you know defunding and then pulling the SRS out of school because you know they're they're big scary police officers, and we want our children to feel safe in school. Uh, so we need to get rid of these these armed monsters that that are, you know, prowling the, the uh, hallways of our schools, uh, which is, I, I can't say certain words on the radio, but we, we <laughs> all know what, yeah. what that is. And we've seen different ideas of it. The Baltimore School District uh, up there said, well, they, they voted to disarm all of their school resource officers. So their school police that they had... Uh, are not allowed to be armed. They, have, they are they are essentially unarmed uh, security, unarmed officers, if you will, uh, that are in there. And we saw a violent uh, rise in crime in in the Baltimore school district. Uh, we've seen several attacks that have that have happened, multiple attacks uh, over over this year uh, in schools where crime has just skyrocketed. And if we uh, we head out to the left coast, uh, you know, to the land of fruits and nuts, um, <laughs> we have out there in Pomona, uh, Pomona, California, was one of the first school districts to uh, get rid of the the uh, school resource officers that they had there. But yet, last week, uh, because of rise in violent crime that has been occurring in the Pomona schools, uh, the school board voted five to one to enter into contract negotiations with the Pomona Police Department to bring the SROs back. Uh, And we've seen that uh, story time and time again, where we have seen school districts get rid of um, SROs, and now they're realizing that um. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, for those and that for those that don't know, Pomona I'm, is um, a greater Los Angeles area. Uh, you know, I know it sounds like an exotic name, Pomona, but if you if you've never been there, you don't know it. It's so it's right there. And um, yeah, 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 Bill, this is um, this is asinine. This is um, let let's get rid of fire hydrants, fire hoses, and fire extinguishers from the school because I don't want children to think about fires and how dangerous one it would minute. be. 
one minute um, guy. I also don't want them. We also need to get rid of the fire doors and the fire walls because you know if we're if we're not thinking about it, it's not going to happen. It, it, it's it's literally that asinine. When <laughs> when it happens, we'll call nine one one and we'll let them show up later. You know, eight to ten minutes later. You know, as, as well. And plus, the firemen got to wait for the school to get cleared for you know, but but as well. But I kid, I kid my firemen friends. But um, the uh, you know th- that's how ridiculous it is. It's it's taking the it's taking the. Uh, the fire hydrants, the fire extinguishers, the fire hoses out of the schools because uh, it's the imagery. The imagery is bad. Um, and we're going, we're, you know what, yeah. Major, we're going to a break. You take us out, and then we'll be back next segment. All right. And it's all my brothers and sisters in blue. Remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt. You're listening to Armstrong Radio. Somebody live from the MagSwag.com studios. We'll see you right after the break. The Caltech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid... Mike, are we dropping? Are we dropping? No, we're going to keep. Uh, this is odd, but we're going to keep him for the second segment. So just hold on to him, for us. Mike, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead and keep him for the second segment. That's not normal, though. Good call. Right, I got you now. Can you repeat that? Keep. Go ahead and keep him. We're going to keep him. See more. Uh, keep him. Sounds good. Yep, got it. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? Hey, Jen, Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from... Location Bravo. We've got a, we a bonus segment here with Major Bill. So we're continuing with uh, with Major Bill's segment, segment on uh, uh, law enforcement activities as it relates to Second Amendment rights around the country. We still have Earl with us from Location uh, Location Echo. Earl, how you doing out there? Earl. Earl. Sorry, I'm, I'm here. I, uh, <laughs> I muted my phone because I actually made it onto the yard and oh. I'm uh, working on... Uh, okay. Un- unhooking my trailer. We'll let you do that. That's important stuff. We, noisy, we, so. we know you're monitoring, and we'll see. And we're here for when you when you when you need us. Um, and then we've got um, 
We got Major Bill. Major Bill, are you with us? Yes, I am. All right, let me let me do this. Let me let me let me let me intro this back to it. Um, we just had the story two segments ago. Ohio, where where faster saves lives is taught, has dropped their requirement from full law enforcement or auxiliary law enforcement standards to twenty hours now for teachers that want to carry firearms in school. Um, I mean, how great is that? You know, that that's 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 wonderful. Um, I want to go back to Broward County. I want to say this. I want to say that I think Deputy Peterson did a good job at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. He went to where the gunfire was. It's a huge campus with 12 buildings. By the time he got there two minutes later, he was able to listen to the last shot or two or three, whatever it was. And for his 25 years on the job, he did exactly what he was taught for 23 of those years. Okay? I'll, I'll leave it there. And then I'll say, well, people ask about going into gun-free zones because that's what schools mostly are because we think, believe we could put up, um, we could put up a, you know, a sign and it'd be, and it'd be healthy. Um, here's what I'll say. Uh, I, I live close to Disney World, all right? And if schools can get to half of what Disney World has, then perhaps I'll agree with them. And if you don't know what Disney World has, and I still don't go to Disney World because Disney World uh, does not allow you to come in, whether you're current law enforcement, current law enforcement for the jurisdiction Disney is in, they don't let you in with firearms. But I'll say this about Disney. Uh, you know, fences, barbed wire at every every location all the way around, always manned and guarded entrances. Every entrance manned and guarded. Every entrance has uh, law enforcement at it. Um, every facility inside, there's, there's no part of Disney World that is not covered by 100% cameras. Every building that you're in in Disney, just so you know, is only half of the building. The rest of the half of the building is security with cameras and everything else. Everything in Disney is covered so well. Oh, don't forget the tunnels underneath. We could pop up from the tunnels. They could pop up from behind. If a school would get to half of that, I'd be comfortable with a student going there. But right now, I, I come out of my pocket. I work extra so my daughter can go to a school where teachers are armed and trained. And it's their family during the daytime it's their family at nighttime. Why shouldn't they be able to take care of them by the, by them, uh, the same standards? Major Bill, back over to you. we got seven minutes left. Uh, well, okay. And I, those are all wonderful examples of what uh, we should be in, uh, in the world that we're in if we want it to get better. And I talked about Pomona. Yes. I talked about how Pomona is bringing back SROs. But now let's, let's jump over to the Midwest and let's go to Madison, Wisconsin. In Madison, Wisconsin, at East High School there, uh, in November alone, they've had two, they call them fights, but they should be riots because they had one which was over, involving over 100 students, and wow. then back wow. on November 9th, they had another one involving over 250 students. Uh, and that raised the alarm with parents and you know protesting and, and going to the school boards and saying, hey, I think we need to look at bringing the SROs back because Madison uh, School District got rid of their SROs. And, of course, what happened? We see a spike in violent outbreaks, violent crime, different things that are happening. Well, the superintendent there decided, well, you know, we're not going to do that. We need to do a study, and we <laughs> need to get to what to the root cause of these problems are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and... And we're going to find out because, you know, we want the students to feel safe and we don't want them to feel 
marginalized those students that uh, you know have negative uh, interactions with uh, police. And what people fail to understand is the SRO is not there primarily to arrest their kids. Yes, you're going to have a police response when you have a situation like that. But you have an SRO on campus that can initiate that response instead of it going from, you know, wherever the fight was to the, to the main office. Main office decides whether they need to call police or not. And then when it's already out of hand, they decide to call 911, and then we have the lag in the response time. And you have a whole bunch of stuff that's going on. Well, the SRO there can initiate that early response, but they're not there to stop stuff. I mean, they are, but primarily they're going to prevent things. Right. Those SROs know the kids. They know the, the different uh, groups that are that are going around, and they can put out. And I, you know, forgive me for you know my fire brothers, my second responders, but they <laughs> can put those fires out yeah. before it even happens. Um, and people just don't understand, you know, that these officers form bonds with these kids and they set a good example and we don't see the spike in violence that we've seen both on campus and off campus because what are kids going to do they're going to do anything that they can get away with because they need boundaries and the sro provides part of that boundary no it's it's true it's it's you know it is the it is the deterrent it is the uh it's it's the nuclear deterrent right is that what it is it's it's it shows that um Listen, we, uh, you know, we, we're not going to come. We're not coming gunning for you. But if you come in here and you and you're a threat to us, we're fully prepared to respond. Um, you know, there's there's so many jurisdictions across the country now that are that are doing exactly what you just said. Um, okay, maybe maybe taking the maybe taking the SROs out of school wasn't the best thing to do. Yeah, no crap. You know, that's it's it's so clear um, as as they start to slowly come back. But if you notice, like we've been talking about throughout most of the program. And the media's not real big on that, is it? You know, they're real big on we're getting rid of it, but they ain't real big on we're bringing it back. Well, you know, if, if we just go ahead and, you know, ha- be an ostrich and stick our head in the sand, then, you know, like you said, the, the problem's not there. Yeah, and then that's exactly that's exactly what we're what we're seeing. So, um, you know, it's it's coming back around. Listen, we got we got to go on to Portland right now. The riots are going on um, because Portland is still not, you know. Uh, instilled, uh, you know, uh, law and order back in, in, in their city. They have what the, the whole Chad nonsense that went on out there eight, ten months ago was, uh, uh, you know, just, it just kind of faded. It's not like, it's not like they went in and arrested anybody. It just, they realized, well, vegetables don't grow overnight. So we should probably go back home where we could eat. Uh, and now it started up again, and they and they've they've gotten rid of their ability to deal with that. They've taken the uh, the authority away from the Portland Police Department. In fact, if, if I do recall correctly, Portland is one of them where they took away uh, many aspects of qualified immunity. So, guess how aggressive the law enforcement is going to be there to go back in and solve the problem of Kenosha, you know, of all things. Uh, absolutely, and I get it. There's a whole other topic on uh, what's happening out there in Portland with the Portland police officers. Uh, they just lost a lawsuit, and now they're saying that they, the Portland uh, Police Bureau must provide all personal cell phone numbers of their police officers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got something for you. Come on over here. It looks like I'm carrying a fire hydrant in my pants. That's what I got for you. Um, 
That's that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, on on the bright side of all of this, as we've seen law enforcement be decimated up in the north, the northeast, out even on the Pacific Northwest, um, and we only got about thirty seconds left. It seems like uh, Broward, Dade County, and Palm Beach County are benefiting from that. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. We are having quite the influx of uh, of officers, and maybe that's a topic we can touch on next week uh, because I've seen some interesting recruiting. Going on not only in Florida but Tennessee, Texas, uh, you know, all these uh, different states that are saying, "Hey, you know, come on down, get out of the snow, uh, get out of uh, you know different mandates, and uh, you know, live your life and come do uh, do the job that you uh, swore that you would do." I remember the same recruiting blitz that happened a little bit before you're in my time. Uh, in the early 80s when they were having budget problems up in the Northeast. Uh, and that's really what helped turn a lot of the law enforcement agencies in the in the South and in the Southwest uh, to uh, the more professional agencies. Got so, one minute, guys. Uh, one it, was, minute. it was really it was really interesting to see. So, yeah, I just saw, I think it was over here, old Grady Judd in Lakeland. Uh, or, no, it was, not, it was not Grady. It was the Lakeland Police Department that went to Times Square and pulled... I think ten New York City cops in about two months. They literally went there like military recruiters and and found cops in Midtown North or in Times Square and got them. So, good stuff. Um, Major, thank you for joining us for a second segment. Uh, um, uh, 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 Earl, I hope you're still there with us. Um, until next next week, please have a great Thanksgiving and exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. Ten seconds. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. Go hockey. Celtic Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Celtic. See more at KelTechWeapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo.